0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're here recording on the Monday night. Unfortunately, daylight savings time is kicking our ass here. We haven't even had the start of the Monday nighter yet, so we're patiently waiting for the next couple minutes here to get the opening kickoff, but uh, we're adjusting our, our timetables a little bit here with uh, with Unfortunate, just an hour behind the regular schedule. But we're recording here Monday for our Wednesday, November 10th episode our uh, week nine recap here. And then we're also going to be preparing you guys for the week uh, week 10 coming up here. So uh, before we start uh, start the episode off here and we'll throw it over to the fellas and say hello, we'll, we'll fire it off to, uh, to Zach. He's uh repping his nice Movember got a good kickstart there. He's definitely got me beat. That's for sure. So Zach, what's going on?
1: You know what? Not too, not too, too much. Um, Like I mentioned last week I was under the weather and today was actually the first day back at uh, work for me I took all of last week off so I am just beat I had about an hour nap before recording so hopefully we're hopefully we're good to go.
0: You you picked a good week to come back to work with the the real long work week you got here <laughs> three days. Yeah, and,
1: and uh, the cherry on top was today was a it was a PD day at our oh, school. So yeah, oh. absolute grind. you got this week. <laughs> yeah, a meat grinder of a two day week.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, the other uh, other co-host will throw it over to uh, Armin. Armin, what's uh, what's going on there? First day with no football. You enjoying your uh, enjoying your evening?
2: yeah it was nice to actually get home and see my son before he went to bed for once so that uh that was all all worth it and and getting to see him again so um yeah but it's uh we we won and we're we're champions now we posted on insta so that that was great uh to get the w and uh, uh jordan uh how about our uh, our QB? I think we got to tell this story because oh my god, what like so? Oh, so, it was our oh second I'll... drive of the game.
0: We just we just finished scoring, yeah, and then we got pinned deep on penalties, and we're okay. Whatever we're considering, are we gonna punt it? Are we going to take the safety? I'm thinking or whatever we'll take the safety. Get it going. We're marching. Like I'm not too concerned. Defense is looking pretty good. And then uh, Zach is watching the game on YouTube. He texts me He's like, are you kidding me? There's like, are you kidding? Meanwhile, I think I'm having a stroke in the booth because I'm like about to put my forehead through the drywall in that booth. Because yeah, Armin, maybe you want to take this way because I'll just
2: start snapping again. (laughs) All right. So we send in with uh, one of our uh, running backs. We send him in, tell the QB to take a knee to get the safety. So he runs out, he he tells the QB. And I'm already thinking at this point, does he need no, he needs to get into the end zone? I was like thinking this already, and I was like, oh my God, he's not going to. And then small snaps, he takes a knee, and sure enough, he takes a knee on the one yard line <laughs> instead of taking it in the end zone for the safety. And oh, we the whole coaching staff was just like in shock we were shooketh i
0: oh, i've never been more baffled coaching or witnessing football in all my life yeah just like oh. i honestly just i just never expected something like that to happen before and it was like on we're on the one yard line and i'm thinking you step backwards you're like you could have got tackled you could have just threw the ball through the end zone and i'd been less baffled but took a took a knee on the one yard line and
2: uh, yeah, that's seven yeah.
0: points on the board, real quick.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, so suffice to say, we spotted them a touchdown, but we still ended up coming out victorious. We won 35 yeah. uh, yeah. 14. So,
0: yeah, we can all laugh about it now. It's just going to be yeah. a good ongoing joke now for St. Mary football that, uh, you he's <laughs> on the one yard line, but it's yeah. all it doesn't matter much now because it's like you said, it's the season's over. We, uh, not too often get finished the year with a W, so we'll take it. And uh, we'll take our take our our ongoing joke with us into next football season here. But yeah, yeah.
1: I think what was more shocking than um that miscommunication, which granted, if you if he did tell the boy to take a knee yeah. and not take a safety, that's uh, that might be on you guys there. That's exactly but, what we <laughs> said. Yeah, what, what that's was exactly more what shocking said. was uh I actually saw you guys punt not once but twice. <laughs> Yeah, that's that uh, was, uh that rocked my world uh two weeks ago playing you guys. We were getting the the defense ready all week, being like they they don't punt. Just simple as that. They don't punt. And then I think you guys punted once against us, and then I think I think I saw you guys punt twice against uh Carlton. So definitely a change to your colors for the past couple of years.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a trick play for us. Caught, ganged, uh teams off guard they ganged up on poor kurt they're like
0: yeah guess what we're punting this year he's like no we're not and they're like yeah we are slowly slowly we practiced that i think we didn't get our first actual punt until like week six or something like that but
2: yeah
0: yeah we i still like going on a third down but oh well we got in our
2: repertoire now we'll see what <laughs> see what it well, does we, on, the we only punted like twice a game it it's a very specific scenario so. yeah yeah we even
0: like anything really outside the 30 we're going for on third down regardless. But I think the thing that was the most impressive about all this was man, the turnouts, there wasn't a breath of wind. I bet you it was like eight degrees at kickoff. And then as soon as that uh, got a little bit more darker, there is, I think hung around that minus five, but it was not cold whatsoever. Like, it was not a breath of wind. There is a about, I bet you three thousand people. there. pretty easy. Like there.
1: Three thousand people.
0: Honestly, oh, I, it was packed. I, I guessed the twenty five hundred, and I got told like, no, you're wrong. There was more people. I couldn't believe it. It was it was packed in there, and I guess from like the like from the booth where the video is being taken, you can only really see the one side, but the completely around the whole bowl was about eight rows deep. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah, my, my guess was. I'll take
1: your word for it, but Griffiths holds 35.
0: My my guess was like 22, 2300, and it was like, we were not even started warm-ups, you couldn't find a parking spot. There was vehicle, we were already mid-first quarter, and there's vehicles wrapping around trying to find a parking space and just kept doing loser laps. So my parent, <laughs> my mom and uh, my mom and dad came down. It was a tough week for the fam for me, but they came down after uh, for Thursday with my brother and to watch and they had to park like Ways away, just to try and get to the field. So Park I, I uh, guess
1: Yeah,
0: well, not maybe not that far, but I was I was guessing 2,200 people, and I got told there's north of that. So I can only imagine. We, when we we were taking our pictures in front of the scoreboard, there was like 350 people easily just taking pictures there. It was unbelievable.
1: But wow, that's pretty cool. I yeah, uh I did box. witness one of the most uh, PA events though. Of my life during halftime on the live stream so there, there's no sound right in the live streams it's just going during half i know
0: exactly what you're talking about so
1: i set it on my counter and i go grab a drink and i come back and i'm what the heck so i bring the computer like right to my face like an old person and there's kids that are just brawling on like the 40 yard <laughs> line and like they're taking turns like bro scrapping i guess they they tussle a little bit then they stop and then they sub another person in and then they tussle some more
0: you know what that is that's uh our stick crew were volunteers from the wrestling club so is the
1: volunteers from the pen
0: (laughs) pen pen club slash wrestling club apparently (laughs) yeah we were doing our halftime talk. I look over. I was like, "What the hell is happening at the center line there?" It was just like it looked like an absolute brawl.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. was like, oh man, this uh, daytime Buckley's is a lot stronger than I thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, should we? Uh, enough of us, like, our high school football talk. Should we get? Uh, should we get her going, fellas? Yeah, pitter patter um so just a quick uh before we actually get into the insiders and headliners here just want to say um obviously movember go on here it's a month month of uh well i guess prostate cancer and and awareness for for men's health here so zach i guess has beaten us so far with the November mustache I, I don't think i are gonna be catching up too far behind here maybe maybe armin will give him some run for his money but November is a big month uh so if you're participating out there good for you for a great cause and also we'll be dropping this episode on uh, wednesday which is the 10th thursday is a big day uh, remembrance day and, and veterans day if you're listening in the united states there uh it's a big day so uh if you can find yourself at a service somewhere or even just paying your respects individually i know uh, i'll be making my way to battleford we go there every year my great grandpa was in was in the war so every year our family goes and pays our respect to the grave site there so uh, however you're doing your thing uh i know obviously whether you're listening in Canada, United States, wherever you're listening, uh, freedom isn't free. It's not cheap. Uh, everybody, there's people that paid the the ultimate price tag for, for us to be able to do the things we enjoy. So by paying your respects is uh, is the best way to be able to go do that in, in whatever way you do that. So uh big day on Thursday. So uh, thank you if you are an active or a retired veteran, thank you very much for your service. So on that note, we'll, uh, we'll get her started here. Uh, insiders and headliners, <clears throat> we got... I'm gonna call this insiders and headliners uh drama central, maybe because we got a few uh couple pieces of drama to deal with. The uh, Aaron Rodgers drama of is he vaccinated, is he not vaccinated, is he gonna miss time now? He's missed the week, is he gonna miss another week? He's losing his sponsorships, he's had things pulled, he's possible fines coming. Uh, I don't know what to take of this. I mean, it's if there's one guy that really doesn't give a crap and is going to do whatever he wants. I can probably guess it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. but, um, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you, what do you think the takeaways from this is? I mean, you, I, I imagine you watched the game. If I apologize if you watched the whole game, cause that was disgusting. But <laughs> What's our, what's our takeaways here, fellas?
1: Uh, I don't have too much of a takeaway on the whole, uh, Aaron Rodgers thing. Um, but as far as, as football goes, um, I did have a really good laugh yesterday when they were showing uh, where Jordan's love family was yeah. sitting at Arrowhead. <laughs> and uh, I saw a tweet not long after that said uh, the Packers aren't used to requesting uh, tickets for their quarterback, <laughs> referring to Aaron Rodgers. Why they're in the boonies. A, yeah. Aaron Rodgers being a bit of a jerk and his family never watching him play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nausea Harris, (laughs) rushing touchdown. That didn't take long. (laughs) Partway to your 45, you need Armand.
2: Yeah, my uh, Miracle Monday is is on the way. Yeah, that didn't
0: take long whatsoever. Uh, Continuing on the thread here, talking about uh, drama, I guess. OBJ, the release is official. Uh, We kind of speculated on the last episode there. Um, And then now it's come to fruition. He will be on the waivers as of tomorrow. We're recording the Monday. He'll be on Tuesday. Obviously, with this episode drops, I would imagine he's going to have a new home by the time we drop this episode. Uh, But now we're kind of just going through the is he going to be on waivers? Is he going to clear waivers and go on on free agency? What's going to happen here? Who's going to pick him up? Who's going to want to pick him up? The thing that I guess I'm going to say, but probably did need to be said was when uh, OBJ put out the statement that was like, hey, don't put a waiver claim in for me unless you're a contender. If you, if you pick me up and you're not a contender, problems are gonna happen. I was like, yeah, I think I think you probably didn't have to say that. I'm pretty sure everybody knew that. Like, you're gonna be an asshole if you weren't on a contending team. That was kind of that was kind of maybe expected. But if you had to make a guess here, we'll go around the horn. Armin, if you had to guess, who where's he gonna land?
2: Oh man, I don't even know if like I'm kind of losing faith in OBJ. He hasn't really been performing that great. He's kind of been a headache. Um, what team really, really wants him? I don't know. Maybe the Seahawks, they have kind of the the uh, history of doing something like this, of going after a receiver like this, like a Josh Gordon, right? Um, and, yeah. So I'd say Seahawks most likely. But I honestly, I, I don't know if he lands somewhere this year. I honestly don't. I, I'm kind of over him myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the the drama queen he's been getting the trademark here. Zach, where do you think he ends up?
1: So the fan in me wouldn't mind seeing him in New England. Um, him and Belichick have a bit of a, a oh, history nice. of admiration towards one another and their talents. Um, but the the betting man in me would say, the the Pats are probably going to stay stay packed, and I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up in New Orleans, a team that seemingly needs a offensive weapon outside of Alvin Kamara, uh, for either Simeon or Hill to th- throw the ball to, um, with Thomas not uh, not coming back for the rest of the season. Um, for what it looks like, I don't think you could be a legitimate playoff contender with Callaway and Smith as your top two options, uh, through the air.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you, Zach. That's, that was gonna be my wager. I think for obviously for the reasons that you uh, mentioned, but I think the big one is MTL for the season. They, they were banking on him coming back. I'm thinking that's why they weren't super active in the uh in the trade deadline there wasn't a lot of time to turn around. So I think this is their option to try and get a, a true one, right? So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you for the same reasons that you uh you mentioned.
1: But I, I do kind of got to go with Armin too a little bit. Um from what Beckham's put out there, it seems like he really values A being a contender and B being in a place where he can succeed. And to succeed you need a good quarterback. So that might take New Orleans out of the mix. Um, maybe having Peyton there might persuade him, but I don't think anybody's going to confuse uh, Simeon or Hill with a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, like maybe having Wilson there in Seattle, that's enough to bring him in. But then again, you're, you know, at best, your wide receiver two on that team, probably wide receiver three. So yeah. is he is he interested in that? I don't know.
0: I've seen a lot of rumors of KC. I've seen a lot yeah. of rumors. I don't know if that yeah. happens, but, but KC,
1: you're, you're again, you're your target. Yeah. Number three, your wide receiver two, but your yeah. third target probably.
0: And that's, mm-hmm. we've seen what happens when you're not getting peppered the ball, right? So that's he, he demands targets on and off the field. He demands <laughs> targets as we've seen <laughs> by Odell Beckham seniors, the 14 and a half minute video he put out on social media. So um you mentioned this interesting
1: one though would be uh the Las Vegas Raiders I know they and we're going to get to it in a second they they uh reportedly have come to an agreement with Deshaun Jackson but uh they they still need a bona fide one receiver even before they lost rugs I think they could have used a a true one and uh Derek Carr uh for all of his shortcomings he's He's a pretty good quarterback and this season's been his best so far of his career. So I think I think Las Vegas could be an interesting spot too.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, well, yeah. there is there's rumors that um that carr wanted to be paired up with Devontae Adams fall in this season. So I guess you pair him up Odell with like what is gonna be considered a rental, right? With that seven point two five million million to pick up. He becomes a free agent next year. It is a bit of an expensive rental, but uh, it might be more enticing for for Adams to see, okay, he can support a, a true wide receiver one. So it might be a little bit of a, a showcase for Adams maybe in the offseason, or I guess for more for Car, Carson than not uh, Adams. But definitely yep. definitely some side stories you can throw in there to add to the to the speculations, right? And another
2: side story is, is going back to the Browns here. I am excited to see what uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones can do now with no OBJ in there yeah, at all. Had a really good week. Yeah. A really good week. And he, he's a good athlete. He looks good. He's young. I I think uh, you could see a potential breakout at for the end of the season here, or even for next year with him. Yeah, I definitely
0: agree. Uh, we had a couple names thrown out here that we're going to get to um, in the insiders and headliners here. One was uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, he has been cleared now for, to play, whether he does play for sure or not, but he's cleared to participate this upcoming week. Um, so I, I would imagine we're going to see him playing in Lambeau. Uh, are we going to see Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers? We don't know. It's too early in the week to tell for the Aaron Rodgers situation, but, uh, imagine this is if all... you
1: bought tickets to that game I... early in the season and you probably paid through the nose, but you're like, that's good. I got two prime quarterbacks, <laughs> that two is future so... hall of famers. And then you roll in there and you're like, God dang it. Seeing Geno Smith and Jordan Love. That is so funny that you said
0: that because one of my best friends, his girlfriend bought him tickets for that game and they're going. He texted me as soon as the Aaron Rodgers news broke, he's like, I hope this doesn't run into me going to Lambo next week. So that's so funny that you mentioned that one of my best friends is actually traveling to that game. So yeah, he's living that nightmare right now, Zach.
1: Like it doesn't take away from the fact that you're you know you're you're at a historic stadium, you're seeing two. You know, two desperate teams going at it. Um, and like just like the atmosphere is gonna be fantastic, I'm sure. But gosh, like what could have been such a great offensive showdown with with Adams and Jones and Rogers and DK and Lockett and, and Wilson, but <clears throat> yeah. Well, and Chris Carson seen the field
0: this week too is reported, so they throw his name Ooh. in.
1: That there too. Oh yeah, the yeah. vaunted offensive weapon. Yeah, um, yeah, he. Um, yeah, that's that's got to be a kick in the uh, kick in the gut right there.
0: He had uh, he had tickets to go see him a couple years back, and then the week before Rodgers broke his collarbone, didn't get to see Rogers. Now he's got tickets for this game. Might not get to see Rogers again. He said he's close. <laughs> I just stopped buying tickets, I guess, but. Uh, we'll finish up the rest of these uh, insiders and headliners. Uh, Chase Edmonds, you, if you watched the game yesterday, he left the left the field after the first play uh, with a high ankle sprain. So they're expecting him to miss uh, for sure this week, probably a couple of weeks. I know they came with a statement saying they're not ready to write him off this week, but it's a high ankle sprain. I imagine he's going to miss probably two to three weeks potentially with that. If maybe you might see the the short term IR potentially. So um michael gallup has been cleared and expected to probably play uh this upcoming week here for dallas which if you watch that game they're gonna need as many of the uh offensive weapons as they can get to try and not get goosed again i, I mean they didn't get goose but really they did uh and then zach zach hinted at this one as well Just uh deshaun jackson signing in vegas uh to clear up that uh receiving room or help out that receiving room with a maybe a, f- a field stretcher trying to to uh, extend his career a little bit he he got requested a trade from the rams got cut and then now has been signed uh with vegas so that'll uh that'll finish up our insiders and headliners and it will get us into our uh, weekly recap um and i'm going to start our studs and duds here uh with talking about chase edmonds going down somebody needs to step up and that would be james connor and did he step up in a big way um, right now, he is the number one fantasy football player on the week, and I can't see too many people overtaking him. 35.8 uh, yeah. 35, <laughs> 35. points in half-point PPR scoring, 24 carries for 96 yards and two, and five receptions for 77 yards and one. And that was all within, like, the first half. <laughs> it was, It was unbelievable. He had quite the game. Uh, he is going to be an absolute waiver wire darling if uh, if you don't have him owned already, uh, especially with uh, Chase Evans going to be missing some time. Uh, James Conner trying to relive some of those glory days he had, carrying fantasy teams to championships in Pittsburgh, and there's a good chance he's going to be doing that for the next couple of weeks with uh, Arizona. So have yourself a game there, James Conner.
2: You know what? With uh, you know Benjamin being down, and James Conner did pretty good, but the guy to watch here is you know Benjamin. Got his first career touchdown, too, and yeah. man, he absolutely
0: blow up that DB, too. So yeah. <laughs> Every time fan I fan. see
2: him touch the ball, he looks good, to be honest. I, I actually like him as a prospect. Um, Zach, you're you're stud.
1: So this one, I'll say this one with just a little bit of crow. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, I believe, Armand and I both sold last week's prop bet that he would not finish as a top five running back or maybe Armin, maybe you bought, I don't know. I bought, I I I definitely
0: sold after, after our game, when we, we like just missed the end of the Thursday night or after our football game, first thing I said to Armin, Jonathan Taylor might be the number one running back on the week. <laughs> we high fives. Yes. We're more pumped about that than the win, maybe. I don't even know. <laughs>
1: so Jonathan Taylor, 19 carries, 172 yards, two tutties, two receptions, 28 recept- receiving yards. Um, fantastic week. 33 points and half-point settings. Um, I was watching that game, and it was just a roller coaster. I uh, I despise both teams um was really hoping Mike White would just light the world on fire again and just really (laughs) cause some mayhem in New York with with Zach Wilson number two overall on the bench um but then Mike White goes down and Taylor's going off and I'm just like I can't catch a dang break here (laughs) and I had Ty Johnson in a league as a like a flex play and I was like Ty Johnson, you stink tonight. You haven't got me anything until like the final two drives where he was just getting dump offs and some draws and he received that, a
0: touchdown too, didn't
1: he? Yep, that made up for made up for a lot of the disappointment <laughs> with Jonathan Taylor, where Ty Johnson went from like three point two points to like eleven point eight in a matter of probably twenty minutes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what a what a week, man. What a way to start your week too if you had Jonathan Taylor. I know I played you in a league, Zach, where you had Jonathan Taylor and there was no coming back from that. You just waved the white flag and hit the reset button, I think.
1: And I have Taylor in, in a couple of leagues and I lost one of them.
0: <laughs> oh come yeah. on.
1: Yeah. It's like it is a boat race that league. I'm gonna pull up the score now, but
0: that's a kick in the shorts. I
1: checked it before um before the Sunday nighter and I was I was down and I'm like, gosh. I would have, would have bet money that this one was a safe one.
0: Yeah, and there wasn't much that happened that Sunday night to help you out by yeah. any means. Not too many studs helped out there. Armin, that,
2: your stud of the week? My oh, first... stud...
0: Oh. oh, go
1: ahead.
2: Yeah, Sorry, your stud of the week there, Armin? My stud of the week is uh, none other than my guy, Nick Chubb. Man, I love to watch that guy play and run the football. He went 14 attempts for 137 yards. And last week I talked efficiency. I'm going to talk efficiency again here. 9.79 yards per carry. Like, oh, that is a beast of a man running the ball right there. Um, He got two touchdowns. He even caught two balls for 26 yards, which we hardly ever see from Nick Chubb. So, you know, my guy, Nick Chubb, I really want to buy him in uh, redraft leagues. So if you have him and you're listening and you're in one of my leagues, Send me an offer. <laughs> um, I'll make this one short and sweet.
0: My dud of the week. Stinker. Brian Edwards. This was extremely frustrating, especially following the Henry Ruggs news. You need a receiver to step up. Henry Ruggs um, soaked up a decent amount of targets, especially some downfield targets. Uh, Brian Edwards had a good possibility to step up and increase his target share. Uh, not ideal. He had four targets, zero catches. Uh, that's going to give you zero points. So um, if you were looking at uh, Brian Edwards to, to carry some of the weight and start helping out your fantasy roster this past week, uh, he left you a nice little goose egg there and uh, def brought your team down in a very weird week, uh, week nine. So Brian Edwards is my dud of the week.
1: Somewhere, somehow, Brian Edwards and Mowally Cox are doing that uh, interlocking <laughs> hand meme.
0: <laughs> this on <one's laughs> like the Zero Jake.
1: points. Yeah.
0: Caring <laughs> goose eggs together.
1: Yeah. Four targets, oh, zero points.
0: Just the worst. Uh, Zach, you're dead of the week.
1: All right. So this is somebody that may have been a sneaky play in some leagues. And it's Carlos Hyde with uh, James Robinson not dressing for the game against Buffalo. Uh, Myself included thought Carlos Hyde was primed for potentially a big day on the ground for the Jaguars. Uh, He definitely had the opportunity with 21 rushing attempts, uh, but he was only able to manifest that into 67 rushing yards. Uh, He had uh, two receptions for six yards and the cherry on top of a very disappointing day was the one fumble that he lost. So somebody that had little to no competition for a uh, on the ground against the Buffalo Bills was only able to muster 5.8 points.
0: Yeah, especially when you thought you were gonna have, like you mentioned, that sneaky start, and people are trying to frantically pick him up after the James Robinson news, and uh, not so much. Uh, Armin, your uh, your Dud of the Week.
2: I went with Aaron Jones for my debt of the week. He only put up 5.3 half point PPR points. He had 12 carries for 53 yards, which efficiency isn't the worst, but, you know, with Rogers being out, you would have expected the running back in Green Bay to then eat a little bit more than, than that. And one, uh, one RB ended up doing all right, and that was AJ <laughs> Dillon and jones looked like the inferior back um man i'm going to aj Dillon here i'm actually impressed with his uh receiving ability this year have you seen some of his catches like he has some good concentration he's diving for the ball it's i you would not expect it out of a guy of his size well i was gonna
0: have a good giggle there when you said yeah you're expecting the rb1 to carry the load i said yeah i think i I think the rb1 did carry the load (laughs) (laughs) Because Dylan was definitely helping out that rookie queue, but yeah, uh, and that was just a tough game to be a part of.
2: Yeah. Do you guys think uh, Dylan might steal from Jones moving forward, or do you think it's just a one-off
1: there?
2: <sighs> Zach, do you want to go?
1: Uh, I am going to say it's unlikely simply because of the money the Green Bay Packers recently invested into Aaron Jones. Um, I think at least to, uh, into the off season, they're going to probably try all things being equal, considering health, try to make it work with Jones, uh, just because of the, the cash investment that they just put up.
0: I think, I think it's worth mentioning that I don't think he'll be overtaken, but it definitely might eat into his production. You might not see that bell cow production from Jones as you have in the past. Like, I don't think there's a world where he's going to completely take over, like kind of like what Zach was hinting at, but I do think, I do think there's a chance where it, it becomes more of a, maybe not a 50, 50 split, but definitely going to eat into that first, first round production you're expecting from a, from a running back. So you might be frustrated, but I mean, you still got to play him with confidence because you, you drafted him with the, with a first round draft capital pick, So Yeah um I'm going to okay so I got a couple honorable mentions here I am trying to go over these pretty quickly but one that's worth mentioning uh is Javante Williams he would have a touchdown I think he would have had a monster I think he ended up having 13 points because he rushed for like 111 yards and and while his counterpart Melvin Gordon still had a huge week too so that's uh that's an interesting situation with the two of them uh I think they're well Dynasty. I'm all over Javante Williams. I'm trying to get him everywhere I can right now before the breakout happens, but it's only a matter of time. So I think that's a name worth watching, and especially as we progress down down the home stretch here. And one that was really interesting, because you can put one in the stud and you can put one in the dud, is Josh Allen. I don't know if you paid attention (laughs) to that game at all, but there was Josh Allen the quarterback, and there was Josh Allen the linebacker from Jacksonville. And Josh Allen the linebacker sacked josh allen he picked josh allen and then he recovered a fumble from josh allen so <laughs> that's, the announcers were having a heyday with it like they just kept oh yeah josh allen josh Allen." oh which one you're talking about it was just like kind of like this ongoing meme of the game but um it was uh it was pretty pretty neat to watch that one and if you were to expect a josh allen to have a have a monster game i don't think you're picking the linebacker but man did he have a have a game so definitely <laughs> something funny to work to mention there because I can't imagine we're going to have anything like that to, to discuss anytime soon. Moving forward here with the first time a, a same name guy has made an impact on a same name guy like that. Yeah,
1: the uh, the Twitter sphere was a buzz yesterday. You could not check Twitter during that game without uh, without seeing multiple tweets by different people making those jokes. It was ongoing.
2: It was almost as uh, as bad as National Tight End Day. That's it what didn't I mean, last all day.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking. That uh, was it. Oh, man. Who wasn't Kelsey? Who do they have? It was kept screaming at that recording. National Tight End Day. They kept playing it over and over. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, this is getting old. Um, You know what's not getting old? Wearing my limitless gear apparel. I was down in Battleford. Had my hat. My brother goes, oh, man, that's that limitless gear hat. He was. He was scoping it out. My buddy was down here in the weekend. I gave him my sweater to wear for the day. He was getting cold and bring a sweater, wear my limitless gear sweater. He said, man, this is a nice sweater. I said, hey, you can get yourself down there in Central Ave. You can get some too. Um, one thing to mentioned about limitless gear there. They did a limitless, I think they called it limitless day where everybody could take a picture in their gear and post it on social media for uh, for a draw. The uh, the amount of people that were sharing their limitless gear apparel and pictures with their stuff, it's, it's unbelievable. Like uh, the ground, the, the, the brand is growing. Um, we're obviously on board. We have our apparel. It's uh, it's quality, right? Great stuff. And you can find yourself down uh, down on Central Avenue and get yourself some Limitless gear too. Uh, quality, comfortable, uh, affordable gear, Limitless gear out of Prince Albert. A brand about bettering yourself and believing the possibilities are endless if you set your mind to it. And if you set your mind to it, you're going to have a real good week here in the Canadian player profile if you bet if you bet on jonathan taylor i'll tell you <laughs> jonathan taylor uh we had our week nine was uh, nathan shepherd defensive tackle for the new york jets but we were betting on jonathan taylor uh myself and armin jumped on board of that train of jonathan taylor finishing top five uh currently right now i believe he is running back two let me yes behind james Conner, then it is jonathan taylor then nick chubb then joe mixon so unless Najee harris Uh, and Khalil Herbert, and then maybe another running back have monstrous gains here and sneak in there. Uh, Zach, uh, unfortunately, took the loss on this one. Bring it home, Benny
1: (laughs) Snell. Bring (laughs) it home.
0: (laughs) You need a a big week from a couple guys here, but uh, Armin and I will take the win on that one, putting us, uh, I'm at seven, uh, Armin at four, and Zach at two. Uh, So that'll bring us into our our Canadian player profile week number 10. And this week we are going to focus on Christian Covington, a defensive end from the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so he was born October sixteenth of nineteen ninety three in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, he's six foot two, two hundred eighty nine pounds. Uh, going back into his career a little bit, he attended Vancouver College Prep High School, uh, where he won the provincial championship his senior year, uh, tallying eighty three tackles, fifteen sacks six fumble recoveries, one interception, three forced fumbles, and two defensive touchdowns in 14 high school football games. Uh, He received uh, the Provincial Defensive MVP, first team All-Canadian academic All-Canadian honors, and finished his prep career with 276 tackles and 38 sacks. So in a quite outstanding high school career, Uh, in 2012 he accepted a football scholarship from Rice University uh, he played for Rice and then opted to declare for the 2015 NFL Draft after the season. Uh, he finished his college career with 33 game appearances, 119 tackles, 23 of them for loss, 100 sorry, 111.5 sacks, four forced fumbles, four pass breakups, and two blocked kicks. Uh, he was drafted that season by the Houston Texans in the sixth round, 216th overall. Uh, and since being drafted, he's played for the teams such as Houston, Dallas, Denver, Cincinnati, and now is a defensive tackle for the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so far in his career, he has 156 tackles, nine and a half sacks, one force fumble, and two pass deflections. And is he going to get it done this week against the Minnesota Vikings? So Chargers play Minnesota. So this week for a buy and sell, we're going to be betting on another prestigious running back, Delvin Cook. Uh, Will Delvin Cook bounce back against the Los Angeles Chargers and hit a season high on fantasy points of 19.4 or better? So far, his season high is 19.3. He's been kind of an up and down running back this season, but is he going to get it done this week against the Los Angeles Chargers? Uh, We'll start with Armin. Armin, are you going to buy or sell this one?
2: Oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna say Dalvin Cook won't hit his season high on fantasy points this week. Um, the Chargers are a team that's a high flying offense that are gonna force the Vikings into a passing situation. Um, and this year, Cousins has been keen in on his receivers and not really looking at uh, Cook as much as he he has in the past in the receiving game either. Although we do know that Cook can eat up the yards there as well, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this one. I'm gonna say he's not gonna do it.
0: And that's coming from your resident uh, Vikings fan right there too. So no faith in his own run game, <laughs> um, Zach. What are you gonna do,
1: Ironman? You should have more faith in the purple people eaters from Minnesota. <laughs> hey,
2: that's still 100 yards and a touchdown he can get.
1: The L.A. Chargers are dead last. Dead last in rushing yards per game, giving up over 161 yards on the ground per game, as well as last in the league in uh, opponent rush attempts per game with over 32 rush attempts uh, against them per game. Sheer volume is going to carry the day and uh our man Dalvin cook will eclipse the 20 fantasy point mark on the week
0: yeah I'm uh, I'm with you on that Zach they're averaging 23.5 points against um I'm kind of eating some crow on this one because I I said earlier in the pod that I think the Vikings are going to go back to their uh their tradition they're going to run the ball better and then their passing offense is going to take a hit um I've put my foot in my mouth on that one because both Thielen and Jefferson have had themselves quite the quite the year and Osborne has been able a kind of a streamer spot filler if he needed him at times Uh, but this week Dalvin Cook he's gonna he's gonna go back to tradition Dalvin Cook he's gonna get it done in the air he's gonna get it done on the ground Uh, going back I think uh, the Chargers like you said it's gonna be a high-flying game I think the Chargers are going to be the ones that are going to be behind the eight ball. I think the Vikings are going to be putting the pedal on the gas and the Chargers are going to be playing from behind. So I am going to buy with Zach on this one.
1: Well, I'm bound to win then.
0: Yeah, we're we're trying to get Zach back into (laughs) the ball game here.
1: (laughs) And uh, as long as uh, Jefferson is run blocking down the field like he did yesterday, doing the double windmills at 20 (laughs) miles per hour down the sideline, Dalvin Cook can't not go over 20. Now,
0: oh man, I, I didn't catch that in the game, but Twitter was absolutely buzzing about that. And I'm going to see if I can get the clip and I'll see if I can put it on our socials because it is worth a laugh. It looks like um, uh, Crazy Fist. What's that movie from when he's doing Crazy Fist? And he's swinging oh. like this? Oh man, I, well, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. So I'll try and get up on our socials. But yeah, that is... That is pure humor right there. There is a high
1: likelihood that most people would face Plant moving as fast (laughs) as he was, waving your arms like that.
0: The only thing moving faster than his feet were his arms, I think. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Armin, you're betting against your Vikings, so I hope you you can chew on your foot come next week when we're recapping (laughs) our Canadian player profile here.
2: Either way, I'll be happy.
0: Yeah, well there you go. Unless unless he uh unless he hits the mark and they lose. Don't uh, <laughs> even <laughs> yeah.
1: no we suck again.
0: Yeah. All right. Continuing our weekly uh preview here. Uh one thing that I want to mention about being aware of, uh and we're gonna have a little bit of discussion here before we hit into some of the guys. Uh or, sorry, like some of the players full stream ahead, our sit, et cetera. Um, and I'm gonna talk about buying wins. Okay, so if you are a team that is middle of the pack, maybe outside looking in, especially if you're a fringe team, you're in that ninth, tenth spot, uh, you're trying to make the playoffs, you're outside looking in. You got to do what you got to do to get wins. And I talked to Armin about this when we were joking on the field the other day, and I kind of gave him a little bit of insight about some things I've done to be to buy wins. And I think it's worth mentioning to maybe some of the, the listeners out there. You need to plan accordingly for whatever you can do to try and win. And what I've done in the past is I have looked at teams who I play when some of my key players are on by. Say, for example, I am the, let's say, uh, I don't know, last year I think who the heck was it that I did this with. Maybe it was Allen Robinson when he was playing really good. And I was the Allen Robinson owner, and he had a bye week in week 12. So I looked at who I was playing in week 12, so I would trade Allen Robinson to that player a week or two in advance, get a key player that's already done by week, so I don't miss the bye week and then they are also missing a really key player. So when you're looking you're trying to set yourself up to give yourself the best possibility for wins so sometimes you got to trade a player, maybe when you're on by so you can get that win well you can flip the tables now not only are they down their best player. But they're also down another player on bye week. You trade Allen Robinson for uh, last year, like Keenan Allen, two players that were doing really, really well. Well, you gain Keenan Allen, and he loses Keenan Allen and also loses Allen Robinson when he's going to be playing you that week 12. So you're setting your opponent up to give you an advantage. So maybe, maybe those are something to consider if you're an outside team looking to get a win. I don't want to say the guy's name on the podcast because I was cheap. I did that last year and I got myself a couple cheap wins. I did that two in a row. I won. I was outside looking in, sold a player to my week 11 opponent and sold the player to my week 12 opponent. Got players that are already off by. They're going to be on by when I was playing them. Got a win. Got a win. Snuck into the playoffs, beat Armin in playoffs. And I went to the semifinal. So you, you got to do what you got to do to buy wins. Any, uh, any, any thoughts on that uh, strategy, fellas?
1: It's definitely, uh, it gets sneaky. I'll give you that. I don't mind that at all. Um, it's definitely, uh, what's that phrase? Work smart, not hard. Um, no sense in mining the waiver wires, trying to find a spot or find a guy to replace that spot if you can just trade that guy away and and bring somebody else in especially if it's equal value like in your example flipping robinson for Allen, that's that's apples for apples if you ask me yeah
0: i i i used to listen to a lot of podcasts like a lot of fantasy football podcasts i still listen to a lot of but not definitely not as much as i used to and i've never heard any advice like this before and that's something that i wanted to give was like they talk about buying wins and then you maybe trade a player while they're on bye week because you can't like you maybe take a little bit of a loss on the trade because the, it's better than trying to pick up whoever you're going to get on waiver wire and potentially take the loss, right? But you yeah. may be in the trade, you even like Zach was mentioning, if it's apples to apples, maybe if you take a little bit of a loss on the trade, but it's still better than taking a loss on the week because at the end of the day, you need to make playoffs. Anybody in any given week can win. An eight can upset a one in the playoffs. All you got to do is you got to get into playoffs. So what's the point of being the team in the ninth hole with the best looking roster and you didn't make playoffs. So if you are, say, for example, week 14, maybe you're the Jonathan Taylor owner who was on bye week of week 14. He's producing right now. You need a win. Trade him to the person you're playing week 14. Try and trade JT for maybe Austin Eckler off of a bit of a down week. right? If you can flip Austin Eckler for JT against the guy you're playing on week 14, you're almost guaranteeing yourself a win to get yourself into the playoffs. So it's it's taking that opportunity to get almost guarantee yourself the win, so that you can get to the dance. Because that's the whole point of fantasy football is to get to the playoffs.
1: No, and I think that's another good piece of advice is taking advantage of the the poor performance. If Austin Eckler has a down week, trying to capitalize on that opportunity where the owner might be a little frustrated and be like, "Ah, oh, gosh." He only gave me, I'm not even sure how many points he got, but say he got me like 10 points and I, I was expecting 22 points from him. Uh, and then you offer him, you know, a good trade, a fair trade. he that, That's an easy trade to make. Um, you can make that argument for both you guys. That owner wants to get uh, get rid of the guy that underperformed and uh, you're, you're setting yourself up well for that bye week filling. So for reference, Definitely. Austin Eckler
0: got nine point seven. Yeah, so uh, perfect, perfect trade target. Advantage. Yeah, take yeah.
1: advantage of that owner that's frustrated.
0: Another good uh, target would be Daryl Henderson. I, I was he was my stud of the week last week. I think he put up like thirty some points. This week he left a little bit injured. The whole Rams offense was out of sync. That's a that's a good trade target. Maybe the guy is a little bit nervous. That maybe he's a little nicked up. And uh, he's going to be on this downward tra- trajectory with the Rams offense. Maybe you can get a, a premier RB1 for a discounted price, right? It's like, kind of like what Zach was mentioning. It's another good name to throw out there. Another one would be maybe Tyler Lockett. Guys are frustrated with Tyler Lockett. He's been looking kind of poor without, uh, without Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson's coming back, and some of you could probably get on, on the discount, right? And the bye week, he's already passed. His bye week was this past week. You got him for the remainder of the season probably with Russ for the remainder of the season, um, injury bearing, right? Those are, those are guys that you might be able to get on on the cheaper side. whole idea is very buy, buy low, sell high. <laughs> and that's, that's what we're trying to do, we're trying to help you get wins here at this point of the season, for sure, to get yourself into the dance. That being said, let's talk about some uh, starts and sits to hopefully get you in the dance here uh, with week number 10. Um, last week, definitely some uh, some start sits that I think uh, would have helped you get over the hump a little bit. Fortunately, some of our start sits were were hinging on the success of Miami Dolphins, but unfortunately Tua uh, being injured and out uh, with a fracture in his finger. That whole offense kind of took a little bit of a, a hit unfortunately, but uh, still, you weren't you weren't completely destroyed by some of those starts. Um, And we're going to hopefully build off that here with our week uh, 10, with our week 10 starts of the week. So uh, Armin, why don't you uh, start with your full stream ahead here uh, for week number 10?
2: All right. Um, So my uh, stream ahead for this week is I'm going with Baker Mayfield. Um, He's available in quite a few leagues this week i had a tough time really nailing down a, a great stream for this week that was owned and in, in uh, less than 50 percent of weeks and then i saw mayfield sitting there and i was like you know what with obj gone and also the the browns playing new england this week who might be able to force them to run a little bit less than they usually do we might see them air it out a little bit more and you know, this could be a, a good time for, for Mayfield to to have a little bit of a more uptick game than he usually does. And it might be a good, good stream for this week.
0: Yeah, we'll see what he can do with, uh, man, now that they have got the rushing platform coming back with Nick Chubb coming healthy and maybe get the receivers in action, like you mentioned, see what Donaldson People-Jones can do. And and well, somebody's got to throw in the ball, and that's obviously going to be Baker, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. And you almost got to feel like he's got something to prove now. Hey, like the the public opinion, obviously a lot of people are siding with OBJ. Like I saw a lot of those Minnesota players were wearing free OBJ T-shirts <laughs> during warm-ups. You know, a lot of people yeah. are siding with OBJ in this. And maybe look to Baker to get that little chip on his shoulder maybe and show the world that what he's capable of. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens here. Yeah. Um, start of the week, uh, Zach, let's hear it.
1: All right. So this week I am starting one of our uh, rookie darlings from the, the preseason. Uh, I am looking at starting Rashad Bateman, wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Bateman has had a slow start to the season uh, because of injuries and Last week or week nine, this past week was his third game. In that game, he saw eight targets, good for 20% of uh, the targets from Lamar Jackson. Um, Over the course of the first three weeks of his career, he's seen 22%, 14%, and 20% of the team's target share. Uh, This season, Miami is giving up the third most passing yards. Uh, per game if there is ever a, cha- a time for lamar jackson to put up some big points uh put up some passing yards it may just well be uh sunday against the miami dolphins
0: this is a uh, back-to-back rookie wide receiver starts for you too <laughs> jaylen yeah, waddle last chase
1: week, week 12 maybe yep. or week 11
0: well yeah, you could be starting him off of his uh down week First first down week of his career. I'll see how he's going to go back to Mark Chase. Yeah, I like that one, Zach. They're starting to air it out a little bit more. And you know, you know the old saying: like you don't want rookie wide receivers early in the season. You want them late in the season or their or year two. And that's a, that's a name to watch out for because you can you you could easily pick him up off waiver wires. Rashad Bateman. You yeah, can a lot of leagues he's on waivers. You could pick him up and he can become a starter for you for the remainder of the season. Definitely somebody that will be plugging into our starting lineup in our charity league. That's for sure. <laughs> um armand let's uh let's hear your start
2: of the week all right i'm going with hunter Renfro. he has been a target machine um especially in ppr all season long um and since Ruggs left now he's he's got even more targets even with the sean jacksons coming in there i i'm guessing he'll only be targeted once or twice per game for a big long bomb and otherwise it's it's Renfro and Waller season in, uh, in Vegas there. And they're playing a juicy matchup against Kansas city who has been allowing, um, offenses to do a lot more than they should against that, that team. So I'm, I'm anticipating good things from Renfro continuing on. I, I should have started him in uh, a league this week and I didn't and I'm kicking myself. I'm not making that mistake this week.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't hate that start of the week there. Uh, Armand. He especially if you're in a PPR format whatsoever. Like that's a guy that every time he just touches the ball, it's like, yeah, there's a point. now yeah. there's a point.
2: You, you know how Jameson Crowder was last year, where you look up and all of a sudden he's got multiple like 15 to 20 point games, and you're like, Where is this coming from? That's Renfro this year. <laughs> like Yeah. Um, my start of the week, I talked about him at the top of the
0: episode. Um, if you if you're gonna unload your waiver wire here to get him. Um, obviously this runs after the waivers, but, uh, James Conner versus the Carolina Panthers. If you've watched the Carolina Panthers games recently, I'm sorry for that. Uh, I don't know why you would be wasting your time watching them play football recently because the last three, four games have been absolute hot garbage. Uh, offense included defense has been less than spectacular as well. Uh, but when you look at Arizona's offense last week, they were missing their two top weapons. DeAndre Hopkins, and they're missing their, their, but uh, obviously, but well, I should say obvious, but very potential MVP candidate as well. Um So when you can put up those types of numbers with a backup quarterback, I would, I'm very, and well, and sharing the load. I think right now in the season, he's RB eight on the year. James Connor, who was going in Holy. the 10th, 11th round. <laughs> so when he's going to be carrying the load, Chase Evans is going to be out for some time. He's going to have the full load to himself. Maybe, Eno Benjamin eats in a little bit, but I I find that unlikely. And even if he does, it's going to be minimal, uh, minimal touches. Uh, But I'm going to be putting James Conner in my starting lineup with full confidence. He's already got a nose for the red zone. He's been finding touchdowns all season. Uh, He was doing some great work in the passing game. And now he's going to have that backfield completely to himself. And against a Carolina team where I feel like they're going to be running the ball a lot because they're going to be ahead quite a bit, I'll be starting James Conner with full confidence. Uh, Zach, sit of the week. Who are we uh, we putting on the bench?
1: Before we get on to this, I just want to say I had a blast watching the most recent Carolina Panther game. It was the time of my life. I got to watch Sam Darnall struggle yet again against bill belichick and uh i was giddy it was fantastic
0: yeah unless you're unless you're a diehard fan (laughs) against carolina (laughs) if you're watching for like for my pools in our group chat the guys have been like oh yeah have you been watching the carolina game like not a chance there's zero (laughs) chance i've been watching the carolina panthers play football right now maybe with christian mccaffrey back maybe it might change a bit but prove me prove me wrong here carolina (laughs)
1: uh and then the the panther defense i was i was quite surprised there was a lot of names that i recognized from going early in some of the recent uh nfl drafts um and they're fast they they move really well sideline to sideline uh they don't do too well against the run but they're fast um i think this could be a defense that uh with another piece or two, could be potentially trouble down the road. Um, especially if Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore, is able to, yeah, you know, get one or two more years out of his legs. I think they could be a real team to, or a real defense at least to worry about. He had a uh, pick against his uh,
0: revenge game, too, did he not? Yeah, yeah, I don't,
1: uh, I don't six, know. If, it? No, no, it's just a pick. Uh-huh. JC Jackson had the pick six. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I don't know why you would try to run a rub route against uh Stefan Gilmore who's probably seen that concept in Patriots practice 15 times a week for the past <laughs> four years um but uh whatever um it looks like uh Gilmore round the route for for the receiver it was, <laughs> it was a right to him um so this week though I am going to sit Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is somebody that's coming off his best game of the season. Uh, He was also somebody that myself included. I was pretty high on him this year, uh, this offseason. And I drafted him in quite a few spots where I could, thinking that he was going to build off of an impressive rookie campaign. Um, So far to this point in the year, he has significantly underperformed and has certainly been a disappointment in uh, many ways. Um, But coming off his best game of the season, six receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown, it would be easy for somebody to possibly think, he's turned the corner, things are looking good, let's keep riding this. I would caution against that, uh, because coming off his best game of the year, he gets the pleasure of facing off with the LA Rams and likely seeing a steady diet of Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is the number one corner for the Rams and, and one of the top defenders in the league. Uh, And typically Ramsey doesn't play um, in the slot. He's only been playing 50% of his time this season in the slot. And I think they'll try to move uh, Debo around quite a bit to get uh, away from Ramsey. So I could see a situation where Ramsey is matched up against Brandon Ayuk quite a bit. And I will take Jalen Ramsey 10 times out of 10 uh, in that matchup against uh, Brandon Ayuk.
0: I had to pick him up because I was dealing with bipocalypse in one of my leagues. So I picked him up, played him with a hope and a prayer and it paid off for me and now buy low sell high as we talked about earlier i'm going to try and package him up with somebody and see if i can sell on the hype the you know the name value a little bit kind of what zach was mentioning because if i don't trade him he's hitting the he's hitting the free agency pool real quick
1: yeah that's one of those trade offers that you get and you're like oh thanks for the two-for-one offer but i'll just i'll i'll, uh, I'll graciously decline yeah. and uh i'll I'm wait sure for you is. to drop that other guy that you're Offering me and I'll just pick them off waivers.
0: There's a there's a name that's coming to my head that we've all played fantasy football with for many years. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. uh that's might as well be on his tombstone. <laughs> Here lies insert name, two for one trade offers. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so good.
2: Um you uh, your uh your sit of the week. All right, I am uh sitting all Tennessee backfield. Um you look at their stats this week they couldn't decide who was going to be their guy um and looking at the stats it'd be hard to tell who would be the guy after this week um i would just avoid starting any of them and wait till the dust settles a little bit more plus they're playing new orleans who have a pretty stingy run defense um this year um so let uh but uh, Tannehill sling the ball a bit more. And, uh, well, actually, <laughs> what did Tennessee's offense do this week? I was looking back at that, going off on a tangent here. But, uh, man, I looked at the score, and I was like, oh, someone on Tennessee has got to be having a good night. And uh, nobody was. It was weird. like Pick
0: six. I think they yeah. had, like, a weird shovel pass to, uh, pa- uh, to swim. Like, it was just kind of one of those weird games.
2: Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'd avoid that Tennessee running back group, anyways. Going going forward until we we know for sure, um, you just can't start him with confidence right now. So just avoid him. Zach,
0: in our uh, in our misfits league there that we're in, yep. Uh,
2: I don't know if you noticed, but I
0: didn't start a tight end this week, cause like I just didn't have anybody to drop. Like I, unless I was gonna drop like uh Antonio Brown or Tyler Lockett, I just could. So I was trying to win without a tight end. And I was down six points, and he has Justin Fields playing right now. And I seriously considered dropping Antonio Brown to pick up Pat Fryermuth to try and win this week. I'm tied for first place in this league, so I'm not too concerned about uh, about losing a week here at this point. But Pat Fryermuth has already got like six catches for six catches for 40 yards and a touchdown, which I think would have covered the distance here. Because looking at uh, Justin Fields' stat line right now is nothing but uh under underperforming he Just, <laughs> I it was six yards just before this and then he just threw a 20 yard 20 yard completion but <laughs> six yards and interception with Pratt Friarman having a bit of a day would have uh actually maybe got me the win but I think that was one of those ones where I was willing to take the loss in that situation but it was like when uh when you played me in fantasy a couple of years back and you decided not to have a kicker against me
1: yeah that was the week of the uh Cooper cup Thursday
0: night with uh, yeah, Jared the, Goff. The,
1: my team, two girlies, one cup had uh girly and cup on it. And I think I had like 80 points. Well, you uh, had, cup you had Friday them too, morning. and you had,
0: and you had uh, Jared Goff.
1: Oh yeah. It was when it rains, it pours. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I got uh, dunked on couldn't uh similar situation to you. I didn't feel like dropping anybody uh, for a kicker. So Went kickerless
0: and still beat me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing.
1: Most times you're not set up with a an eighty or a ninety point head start going yeah. into Sunday. So
0: yeah, I was uh, I was choked. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, he's not gonna be able to pick up a kicker. I'm gonna win. I don't think I even came close. <laughs> um, My set of the week here is going to be the wide receivers from the Green Bay Packers hinging an Aaron Rodgers return. So I know there's a lot moving in that spot, and I know you can't sit Devontae Adams, but, man, you probably could, which is the sad thing because um, there was nobody you wanted in that offense with Jordan Love. Uh, he's a rookie quarterback, his first career start, and if there was a position where he was going to get it done, it's against the Kansas City defense. They're the number two defense um, that you want to play against, and number one for passing yards. And if you can't get it done against KC's defense, I can't imagine you're gonna get it done at all. And uh, going against Seattle here, I'm not expecting Jordan Love to produce. Now most teams aren't starting Jordan Love, but he's got to get the ball moving if you're gonna start um, if you're gonna start Green Bay Packers wide receivers. And um, unfortunately, this is a position where you can't rely on any of them. I, I can't imagine you have the cojones to sit Devontae Adams. Nor am I encouraging you to, but you got to severely downgrade his performance and your expectations. And you can't touch anybody else uh, other than your two first-round picks, in, in my opinion, because uh, that they're not—they're gonna have a hard time moving the ball. Uh, already proven. But if you—if you watch that Sunday afternoon matinee, it's—I uh, I don't want too much part of that. If you have the the confidence, like Armin talked about, if you're gonna start. Uh, if you're gonna start AJ Dillon, go for it. But any other passing options, I, I can I cannot endorse that. If you if you watch any of Jordan Love's performance <laughs> from that game, so I'll be sitting all wide receivers from the Green Bay Packers. Um, final segment of the week, and like I say every week, it is my favorite segment. Last week, uh, Zach picked up another W, picked up the cover to cover the spread, so he's brought himself back to 500. Let's see if he can finally get himself over the hump here. Wow. Zach, what is your upset of the week?
1: All righty. We are going full carry Underwood. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I am taking the Philadelphia Eagles as three and a half point favorites, or sorry, three and a half point underdogs against the Denver Broncos. And this has less to do about any stats And it has more to do about, uh, I guess, personal experience. Um, Oftentimes, teams, when the Patriots were dominant, teams would give their best shot to the Pats. They would empty the bag, and the Pats would often see the best version of that team. I believe on Sunday, we saw the best version of the Denver Broncos as they beat up on the Dallas Cowboys, a very strong team, and by all means, probably a superior group of players. I could see the Denver Broncos having a letdown coming off of that, you know, that that high coming off of that big win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Back in week four, the Broncos lost to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson dynamic quarterback, potentially with Vaughn Miller now in LA, Ronald Darby and Patrick retain both dealing with injuries. Maybe just maybe we see Jalen hurts, uh, have a really big game against the Denver Broncos defense and lead them to a upset victory
0: couple couple comments to buy into your theory here. Um you're talking about that emptying the tank. Look at that Detroit game versus the Rams. They gave the Rams everything they possibly could and then who did they play next week and got absolutely embarrassed by? The Philadelphia Eagles. So two <laughs> two things to add into your theme here, the emptying the tank for a win and then going up against the Eagles next week. So I think I think this is a situation where if you're buying into that uh, narrative, I think that this Sets itself up uh, quite nicely for that, especially with a quarterback that can that can move on the ground like Jalen Hurts, who actually, after we roasted him a couple of weeks ago about playing terrible, <laughs> terrible football and be, like being pretty bad, other than the fact he can run and still produce for fantasy, he's it's actually not looked too shabby this last couple of weeks. So, and helping out uh, Devonta Smith, who I almost wanted to make my stud of the week, the rookie, rookie wide receiver, having himself a nice little week this past week, but. I'm hoping you're getting yourself over the hump here, Zach, with that, uh, (laughs) get yourself at 500. And I'll tell you right now, in my pools pick, I will guarantee to take Philadelphia over Denver just because you said so. going to make me blush. Just because Um, you said so.
1: Yeah, Jalen Hurts, maybe not the best NFL quarterback, but the leagues that I have, him in fantasy, we are eating right now. He's QB two on the year. And uh, it's not because he's, Six hundred yards behind the uh, top quarterbacks in passing <laughs> yeah. yards. It's uh, because he's four hundred rushing yards ahead of the top quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, if I think we talked about this what, two weeks ago. If you're in dynasty, you gotta sell him, hey. Like, like there's yeah. Philadelphia has got to know they're looking at this guy and be like, there's no way he's a franchise quarterback, especially with the the high draft capital they have going into this upcoming draft. I cannot imagine they just be like, yeah, you know what? Jalen Hurts, you're a franchise guy. I just this can't this morning. See
1: it. This morning on Twitter I was scrolling and uh I saw a post that said it, it kind of laid out the draft order uh after this week going into the rest of the season. And the Who was number Eagles- one? uh that's a great question probably the
0: lions i'm gonna guess you're probably right (laughs) so many memes of them losing to bye week do you see those (laughs) 24 to
1: 21 (laughs) (laughs) um but the the eagles they have i think three of the top 12 the giants have two in the top 12 and another team um i think miami's got a couple yeah miami had two as well also in the top 12. So you're looking at three teams that combined have seven of the top 12 picks. I think this is going to be a fascinating... uh, If the season ended right now, that is. uh, Of course, lots of things can change. But if the season ended right now, I think it would be a fascinating uh, lead-up to the draft as three teams that are in positions uh, to... Compete, I think, maybe not the Giants, but definitely Miami and uh, Philly, two teams that are in position to compete uh, are also in positions to acquire uh, talent either at the top of the draft if they fall in love with a QB or you know, potentially if they're comfortable with Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I, oh, I love the draft. I, I don't know why. I mean, it's just because it's the first football thing you can get after, after the Super Bowl. but this year is going to make things a little bit more interesting with the first. Well, Lions hopefully have the first round pick, but it was supposed to be this huge draft class of quarterbacks. And with some of those big names, having some down years, I, I'm very curious on what's going to happen with this upcoming draft.
1: I think you have to be excited as a lions fan. Um, even if they don't like, obviously if they get the first pick, you're, you're excited, but you're in a position where you can acquire some really valuable draft assets. Like if, for instance, if the, the Eagles kind of did a, uh, a Carson Wentz type trade, where they trade three firsts to move up to that top of the draft, your Lions are in a great spot to build three top 12 picks. You don't even have like you probably want to go quarterback, but you could go defense or offensive line or uh, skill position, and then have a really good core in position, a good core in place for maybe the year after to draft like a Bryce Young or a uh, DJ Kalamazoo there from Clemson. Yeah, Um, like if you're not happy with the quarterbacks this year, so.
0: Hard done I mean, by not to take that uh, lineman from Oregon. Like he's, that uh, was a defensive end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. He almost, like he's potential Chase Young. So we're talking about here, you know, like difference maker on the line. But when you need a quarterback that bad, it's, I mean, like maybe we'll save these discussions when we get close to draft time and actually give ourselves something to talk about in the off season. But <laughs> it's a little early for me to be throwing the towel in and guaranteeing we're gonna be the one-on-one, but if all arrows point in a certain direction, we almost made it a whole episode without lines talk, but here we are.
1: Watch <laughs> them go and end Cork like eight victories in a row and just suing your draft spot. <laughs> yeah, see you <laughs> in the wild card. Yeah. Be but... picking like 16th overall, like the worst spot in the, in the draft.
0: Hey, take, take the props bets for the lines to win the Super Bowl right now. I bet you it pays out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, I'm sure that we can wrap it up on that note here with, uh, maybe the worst, um, worst betting advice we can give after we just listen to zach's unreal betting advice here so um but we'll wrap that one up here folks that'll do it for uh episode number 27 of the 306 fantasy football podcast as per usual thank you very much for listening uh like share our social medias podcasts everything of that sort thank you very much for for your support i know we've been hard on the social media lately and we've get a lot of good feedback from that so we really appreciate that but thank you for listening that'll do it for episode 27 uh congratulations if you pulled out the monday night victory there in your week nine and best of luck to you in uh, week 10 here good luck everybody take care talk soon